Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Pasta, the podcast that's like pasta, not the podcast that's about pasta. I'm Michael, and this is our very first episode. I am super, super excited for it. Uh, and I'm glad to have all you listeners, all five of you or three of you. I can't imagine a lot of people are listening at this present moment. But for those of you that are, thank you for joining me. I'm so glad to have you. Uh, and for those of you curious, what 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 exactly is this? Well, I, I guess the simplest way to put it, if you guys didn't see the uh, channel description on Anchor, uh, Podcast Pasta is just a podcast where I basically uh, talk about my interests, you know, and various miscellaneous topics. Most of the episodes I want to center around uh, film and television, uh, video games, uh, but anything's on the table. I think down the line, I, as a joke, I want to do, you know, an episode actually talking about pasta, you know, that's, but that's down the line. Uh, so like I said, I'm glad to have you guys here. And, uh, for the topic of this one though, for my very first episode, because it's, uh, coming up soon i want to talk about the 92nd academy awards the 2020 oscars basically because um as some of you may or may not know there's been a lot of controversy in the news surrounding a lot of the nominations uh and i just wanted to throw my two cents into the whole discussion uh i think the oscars are very interesting to examine uh, from its history to the actual films that win, it's just, you know, such a huge cultural event that, you know, even if you don't actively watch the Oscars, it's always interesting to keep up with it. Uh, me personally, I've had a lot of years where I don't actually see the show because it's, it's on Sunday. I'm usually busy with schoolwork or something, so I can't like actually sit down and watch it but i like to you know basically look up the highlight reels look and see who won things like that and it's just very fun to engage with um but the funnest aspect i think about the oscars is honestly the um the missteps that the academy takes or what a lot of people would consider the missteps the academy takes in nominating films uh and a lot of people are seeing that with the 92nd uh, Academy Awards. In particular, uh, the first main one, I guess I would argue, is Joker getting 11 Academy Award nominations, which is a huge deal. For those of you who don't know, um, the only other films that have gotten 11 Academy Award nominations were, uh, I think, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and Ben-Hur. So it's very rare they have one film sweep the Oscars in this fashion. But the issue is that's Joker, right? A film that I think has only like a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, very controversial film. A lot of critics hate it. A lot of critics love it. My own thoughts on the film, I'm not going to lie. I, I liked it. I, I could see a lot of the problems with it. I don't want to spend too much time reviewing the Joker, but just to give my – like just to give my quick thoughts on it. Uh, basically what everyone else praises. I also like about it. You know, the score was fantastic. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was really good. 
uh, writing can be a bit hit and miss. Uh, a lot of people didn't like how it retreaded uh, Taxi Driver or films like that. And I can see where they're coming from in the sense that it follows very similar story beats to that type, to, you know, that film. I think people also say it's very similar to uh, the Robert De Niro film, uh, King of Comedy, I think it was. Uh, hold on. Let me look this up real fast. I'm sorry, Robert. De Niro, King. Yeah, King of Comedy was the other one. Um, so, yeah, with such a controversial film, uh, let me actually look and see what categories it's specifically in. Uh, nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor. Uh, let's see what else. Mm -hmm. uh, Lee, having a hard time finding its nominations here. Best score. Oh, it should win best score. I'm, I'm just going to say that right now. It should definitely win best score. Holy shit. Because even detractors from the film fucking love this score. And I don't blame them. Like, oh, so good. So, so good. Um, best sound editing. So it all across the board, it has nominations like everywhere. Uh, best costume design, which... Should it? I don't know. I think I would give that one to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to be honest. Mm, I don't know. Best makeup and hairstyling? Mm, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, but you get the idea. It has 11 nominations. Uh, basically, it's trying to sweep the Oscars. And because I like the film, I, I don't mind that it's being awarded, but I, I get the frustration with it. So whether or not it's actually going to win uh, in the areas it's nominated in, I don't know. I think the best chances Joker has uh, is probably in best actor and uh, definitely best score. Definitely best score. Um, I don't know if it's going to take best picture because it has very steep competition. Uh, you have the Irishman, Ford versus Ferrari, uh, Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, but uh, I heard it's pretty good. So I'm looking forward to watch that. Um, Little Women, which a lot of people wanted uh, the director for that, I think, to also uh, – and best director but i'll get to that in a sec uh marriage story which i'm hit and miss about marriage story but I, I knew from the trailers that that film wasn't really going to appeal to me as soon as they showed the trailers on netflix uh i like the actors and i love adam driver um but it's just not a story that really appeals to me much uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I'm hit and miss about. Uh, I, I did see that one, and uh, I mean, I have my own thoughts about Tarantino, but I think I'll say that for another episode. Uh, and Parasite, which was actually a surprise one for me, because I didn't think they were going to go with Parasite. Um, but 
now to get to the main, I, I, I would argue the main meat of the controversy because the Joker getting 11 nominations is, you know, a big part of it. But I think the bigger focus was on the best director category for the um, Academy Awards. So to read off the nominations, we have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, uh, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 19, uh, 1917, sorry, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Now, the big controversy, for those of you who haven't heard, is that there are no female directors nominated uh, for this category, uh, which I, here's my take on it. I, I think in many ways they did kind of mess up on that front. He's actually looking into it uh, and he's just focusing on all the films that came out in 2019. Uh the two films that come to mind that could have had uh, the best uh, director nomination uh, uh, that had female directors also would be uh, Queen and Slim, which actually, I think that's the biggest one. Like, why was that not nominated? You know, it has an 82% run tomatoes. People really liked that film. I thought it was a super interesting film. Loved the cast. I like the whole idea of the uh, story. That might just be me, though. I, I you know, like that whole um, Thelma and Louise premise. I think just, I don't know. I, I like it personally. Uh, and um, the other one was um, Nightingale. Now, the only reason why uh, I would say Nightingale, for those of you who don't know, it's like a horror film. Uh, Australian horror film set in like the early, uh, I guess you could call it like the pioneering days of Australia. Really captivating film. Uh, the only reason why I would say I'm not sure it could get best director is because the Academy has very weird rules about what qualifies for these, uh, what can be nominated basically. And uh, I know Nightingale was honored at the basically Australia's version of the Academy Awards. So I'm not sure maybe that's the reason why it couldn't be nominated here. But uh, it, if it could be nominated and the Academy just chose to overlook it, that's a huge fucking mistake. So those are the two films I would have thrown into for uh, Best Director. Uh so in some ways, I'm oh – God, how would I say this? Uh, it is a little annoying that no female directors were nominated. But I like a lot of the films that were nominated. You know, um, The only one that I'm kind of hit and miss about, I think, is like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, forgetting Best Director. Uh only because I have my own reservations against Quentin Tino. Like, I like his films. Uh, yeah, again, I, I was thinking of saving this for another episode, but I, I question his methods a lot. And that kind of, like, makes me hesitant to really, like, you know, fully commit to, oh, I, you know, I thought his films were, like, amazing. Because it's kind of like that hard 
separation of like the art from the artist and things like that. But that's besides the point. But otherwise, I could see any of the other films winning Best Director. Um, so I, again, I'm kind of split on whether or not I'm like completely like. I don't want to say enraged <laughs> because I'm not really that mad. I think another part of the issue too is I'm kind of used to films getting snubbed from Oscars. I think a lot of like real diehard movie or like a lot of movie fans in general are just used to it. I, I, I got used to it when, um, and this was way back. I can't remember which Academy Awards it was. Um, but it was uh, the main actress from Precious. Uh, I, I wish I could remember her name. Um, but she was nominated for Best Actress, and she was going against Sandra Bullock. And Sandra Bullock was, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was so long ago. Um, but it was basically the story about like how this woman adopted like uh, uh, an African-American um well, he wasn't like a like a young African American, and basically raised him to like play football. And I think it was some it was like an intersection of um, you know uh, race and segregation. I can't remember the exact plot of the film. I didn't really watch it because it just did not interest me at all. But yeah, Sandra Bullock won over the precious actor actress. And that was like, what the hell? Like in that film, from what I've seen, like it's not really that great acting for fucking Sandra Bullock. If I have to be frank, you know, like what she do in that film, that was so great, you know, and I think that was just pure politics and that. I'm not sure if I was the only one that was annoyed at then. I'm glad Precious at least did win for best supporting actress, but I don't know. I don't think the, Best Actress Award should have gone to Sandra Bullock for that film. I, it's not even that I hate Sandra Bullock as an actress. It's just like out of all of her work, I just don't think there was anything that amazing about that particular performance. But that might just be me. Um, you know, and I, I don't know how upset people were about that. I mean, I know I was kind of annoyed at that, but that was – one of my first instances where I was like, ah, that's obviously a snub. Like, oh, okay, there's obviously a politics game to the Oscars. Uh, what was another really big one I'm trying to remember? But on the flip side, there's a lot of times where the Oscars actually get it right. Um, I, I can't remember what year it was either, but uh, it was when Avatar was going up against Hurt Locker for best picture and i'm so glad fucking hurt locker won because hurt locker just wipes the floor with fucking avatars a movie especially like nowadays people don't even question that um so yeah i'm kind of used to uh films that i you know that i think should win not winning or not even getting nominated because you know there's uh uh so uh, yeah, YouTuber um, Renegade Cut, which I would recommend if you're really into uh, deep film analysis and just um, you know stuff like this. Uh, he recently did a video where he's talking about like um, 
the specific rules for you know how a film qualifies for the Oscars. A lot of it is politics, campaigning. So it's not really so much. It's not too much about like oh this is what we definitively consider like a good film. Um, but so much you know like the you know politics game, the give take of that. Um. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very split on uh, these Oscars. Uh, it should be very interesting to at least watch. Uh, let's getting into more. I guess pulling away from more of the obscure categories, or let's looking more into the more obscure categories. Uh, I'm actually curious about best international feature film. Uh, Corpus Christi, uh, Poland, Honeyland, Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, and Parasite. I think for best international feature film, that one might go to Parasite because I, I, I don't know if it's me, um, but I think if a film is in the international feature film uh, category and in best picture, I think that's just like it, it really – drew a strong chord and i know a lot of people really liked parasite let me look at pain and glory yeah this one i did not see at all that's a shame um another category that always really interests me is uh, best animated feature film uh let's see what we got here how to train your dragon the hidden world i lost my body claws Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Ooh, that one's tough. I have not seen Missing Link. Um, and God, I want to see I Lost My Body. I, I always pass over it on um, Netflix, but I never think to actually like, watch it. <laughs> uh, but out of those, what could win? Um, ah, it's tough to say. I kind of think that one might go to the How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I know a lot of people really liked that one. Um, I like Toy Story 4, but nothing about it really screams like best animated feature film. Although it might win because of the politics of like Pixar really advocating for it. And it has like the namesake of Toy Story, you know, over How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, Klaus was... Um, the film itself, I think, was okay, but God, I love the whole like appearance of that film. Like, it harkens back to—I I can't remember the name of the artist, uh, but he did obviously a lot of uh, Disney films, and you could see that style. But to see it with the new technology and just like the crispness of, um, you know, all the art is just really fucking amazing. Like, even if it doesn't win, I would still recommend Klaus to a lot of people just for the visuals of it. Uh, but at the same time, Toy Story 4 was also pretty impressive in that front. Um, had a lot of great texture work in that and um, how the cinematography was laid out. Uh, I think it was really interesting. So that one's just, uh, you know... That one's just a free-for-all. I think it could go to any of those, to be honest. I, I think I'd prefer it going to 
how to train your dragon, but I could see any of these um, winning best animated feature film. Uh, the only other, let me see, the only other category that I guess really interests me uh, from this uh, is best cinematography. Uh, let's see, The Irishman, uh, Joker, Lighthouse, 1917 and once upon a time in hollywood the lighthouse is being the lighthouse is not being nominated for best director or best picture oh man oi i don't know about that one chief oh man i would have oh yeah i think i would have fucking traded out the lighthouse for uh once upon a time in hollywood for best director and best picture that film was really fucking good. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm glad at least this game for best cinematography. Uh, best deep competition. Um, I like what they did in 1917. So I could see that film winning there where it's like long tracking shots uh, with minimal cuts. Uh, I'm always a sucker for that. I was ever since... Uh, it was employed very well in Children of Men. Like, God, I love the look of that film so much. Um, best cinematography, eh, sorry. Best cinematography, though, to date would still have to be for me um, Road to Perdition. Uh, I got to do an episode on that, too. But, man, God, I love that film. I can't sing its praises enough. But truly, like, that for me is the pinnacle of uh cinematography <laughs> like no other film can fucking compete in my eyes uh but focusing on this awards uh yeah for best cinematography again a lot of good nominations i think the only one that again i'm not for is like once upon a time in hollywood I I know and I know this is all making me sound like I actually hate Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I really didn't. Right, uh, I, I I did enjoy the film. I mean, there were some problems that I had uh, with it in general, but I, I mean, it's Tarantino. His films are always entertaining to watch, even you know, because they always bring something to the table, whether it's great acting performances from Christoph Waltz or just an engaging story and interesting style, you know, they are very entertaining to watch. It's just, again, Tarantino as a director and as a person, yeah, I'm very hit and miss about. Um, God, and to this day, uh, I don't know if uh, anyone remembers exactly I'm, I'm sure it's still talked about but I, I remember there was like recent initiatives to add uh because i noticed they still don't have it but to add categories for like uh stunt people or like uh, stunt core you know like choreography and stuff like that which i'm a hundred percent for like it is it is like an injustice that those people are not honored in the academy awards i know they have like their own awards like i think like the I can't remember what it's called, but like the Lifetime Achievement Awards that a lot of them get. I remember Jackie Chan won one once. Um, but I mean, it, it would be like one more award category, right? 
And I don't know if they just want to keep in an even number or if they're just being pricks. I think it's just because they're being pricks about it. Um, but honorary Academy Awards, huh? Okay. Uh, actually, going back to the best director category, I can't remember if um, I mentioned this. Uh, sorry if I did, but it, best director in general actually seems to be a very weird category to me. Like, in some ways, I'm actually glad it exists. Because, you know, we should honor directors when they do, like, excellent work. But, like, directing, it's not something where you could directly see the result of their work, you know. Like, if a director does a, does a good job, it just results in a good film. Hence, like, that's why you see such an overlap with, like, Best Director and Best Picture. So, so it's never something that you can observe directly. So, like, why... What like what makes Quintentino like a great director? But we see um, Amy Pascal, you know, uh, for Little Women, uh, she's in the Best Picture category, but non Best Director. It's I don't know. That is a very first. That's another frustrating point about the whole controversy. Um, sorry if I already mentioned that. I just wanted to make sure I got that out of the way too. Um. Oh, I guess uh, let me look at best actor and best actress, best supporting uh, actor and actresses categories. That's also another area I'm interested in. Best actor, Antonio Banderas, Penny Glories. Unfortunately, I haven't seen it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, that one. Uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, again, was good in that film, but nothing like nothing screams best actor. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. I'm sure he did well enough in that film, so I'm not, you know, that's whatever. Walking Phoenix and Joker, which I'm biased. I think he should win for Best Actor. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. And Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. And I think that one has to go to Walking Phoenix. That one has to go to Walking Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, okay, for Best Actress, let's see, Cynthia Evero, Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, oh, I can't say this name, Cerise Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, um, and Renee Zellweger, Judy. Uh, see, that one's a bit mixed. Mm, godly. That's tough to say. I really want to see Shirley Theron win in Bombshell because I, I personally like her as an actress. Um, but no, that one that one could really go to anyone. I could see them giving it to Renee Zellweger just for you know because she has those legacy points in the Academy, and they would like just really want to go crazy to honor her. So I could see them giving it to her, but. It could really go to any of them. I'd be satisfied. Uh, for Best Supporting Actor, Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Best Supporting Actor? Well, okay, I guess that's that film does follow more of the interviewer than it does uh, Fred Rogers, so I could see that. 
Anthony Hopkins, the two popes, uh, Al Pacino, the Irishman, Joe Pesci, the Irishman, and Brad Pitt, once upon a time in Hollywood. Ah, uh, golly, I think I want that one to go to Tom Hanks. Um, because Al Pacino and Joe Pesci were both good in The Irishman, but again, I don't know if it like really screams best supporting actor to me. Uh, it definitely not Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, it's kind of, mm, yeah, I don't think he, no, nah, I don't think he was that great in that film to be like, oh man. Best supporting actor for sure, like just fucking swept it. No, no, I would want that to definitely go to Tom Hanks. Uh, be, let's see, for best supporting actress, Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Plew, and Margot Robbie. Um, hmm. Golly, that's also another tough one. I'm kind of biased and wanted to go to Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie? I don't know how you say her name. But uh, any one of them could win. Yeah. Usually, I don't know if it's just me, but I think in general with Academy Awards, they're really good for like the best actor. Like these these four categories in general, they usually pick very solid nominees for that because I've never had, besides from the precious uh, snub, I think um, they do a pretty solid job. I'm glad that they, um, you know, awarded Christoph Waltz twice with the Academy Award for his roles in uh, Django Unchained and um, Glorious Bastards. Like that—that's one of the reasons why. Fuck, ah, fucking Tarantino. Why can't you fucking? Ah, such a conflicting ass figure. Well, that's probably going to do it for me for uh, this episode. I just mainly want to get my piece out regarding uh, the main controversy of, uh, you know, the best director um, category and Joker getting 11 nominations. It should be an interesting Academy Awards. I hope I could um, see it in real time. But I might be busy that day, so I'll try and see what I can do. Uh, I'm probably not going to watch it on live TV, though. Maybe, maybe if I'm lucky, Twitch will have like a stream of it or something. Ah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I this was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you guys were uh, entertained by my ramblings, or if not entertained, at least maybe I put you guys to sleep. I don't know. Uh, but. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on my first episode. I hope I could continue this uh, as kind of a passion project for me. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I mainly just want to do this for fun. Um, I, I think, though, just to maybe help myself in the future, uh, at least for the current time, I will be opening like a small donation uh, uh, or small feature for donations uh, through Anchor. Uh, I don't want to get too serious in the donation games because you know I'm not I'm not a big player yet. If I ever get to be, but um, yeah. So if you guys for whoever listens, if you want to like help out to pitch some pitch some dinero by my way, 
you know, Mitch pitch some moolah my way, I'd greatly appreciate it. But don't don't stress it. Don't really stress it. Uh yeah, again, thank you guys so much and I'll see you next time. Take care.